All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and, in fact, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote the video itself, and comment down below. I'm here with Pratt Rogers for his weekly segment. We're doing over-unders in honor of Ole Miss starting spring practice. How you doing, Pratt? Steven, doing great. Appreciate you having me. Glad to be on today. Yeah, we, we were sitting here talking text-wise, like, what can we do over-under? What kind of stat things would be interesting? And then we talked about, um, at the end, if we have some time, we may hit on a little bit of the quarterback debate that everybody's having. The football season is starting back. But I'm going to start this off in a weird place, okay? And that is over-under the number of tackles that Suntarian Perkins will have, 29 and a half. What do you think? Ooh, 29 and a half. I think over. Uh, I think he's at least 30. I think he gets some meaningful reps and uh, throughout the duration of the season. I think that they'll really try to get him in some uh, non-conference garbage games early. I think he could put up some bigger numbers there maybe. And um, I think I think over. Um Hopefully, you know, first two or three games of the season, you kind of get your feet wet, feel good, and uh, I, I'm going over. Honestly, I, I may say he gets up to 35 or so. I think you'll get a lot of playing time this year. Yeah, for whatever reason, when I see Terry and I think about him, I picture, for whatever reason, Roy Johnson. And I understand that Roy Johnson was a little bit larger of a linebacker, but I think he's the same type player, so I think he's going to volume tackle. So he may get north of 40. I'm going to take over on this one as well. I think Centarian might be a perfect fit for that Husky role in this 4-2-5, 3-3-5 defense going back and forth. That that Husky type role, I think he's going to play. And I think he will be more of a run stopper than Tony Connor was when Tony Connor did all this 10 years ago. Yep. I think the one knock against Perkins is his size, just because he hasn't been in an SEC weight room. He's fresh out of high school. But what he lacks in size, you make up for in speed. And I think speed is uh, is, is a little bit better at linebacker probably than size if you're going for a total numbers and how many tackles you can get on the year. You may be chasing somebody down from behind, but I do believe that speed is probably an easier way to rack up um, – total tackles so yeah i'm excited i think perkins could uh really have a great year this year all right let's go to the other side of the ball and we'll we'll play the quarterback game all three of the quarterbacks which means the over under might not make any sense and don't really pay any attention to what we're saying but we're going to do an over under on each of the quarterbacks first of all we're going to say jackson dart three thousand yards i say over uh i think he was about right at 3,000 last year, it's, I want to say, about, about 2,970, something like yep. that. Um, I think he improved as the season went on. Um, I will say the only question mark with that is I believe our wide receiving core has a um, some work to do potentially. Um, we had some proven starters last year, especially with uh, Heath and Mingo, guys who had seen a lot of SEC play. Um, so that may be the only question mark of how are the wide receivers. Um, if they can catch the ball, I think Jackson Dart can get over 3,000 this year. Okay. 
Um, I would agree with that as well. I think um, Jackson Dart, I think, is the leader in the clubhouse to win this job. And I'll play devil's advocate all day about this quarterback competition. But if Jackson Dart can take care of the football, get the ball out of his hand, and use the middle of the field, he will be the starting quarterback come Mercer. And if he is, nobody's going to take the job because he really is a five-tool quarterback. And I think he's going to be somewhere close to 3,500 yards. And I, I think this offense has a chance to really take off. And I think this is going to be a big spring starting with Jackson Dart this week. Whenever the next two, I did a thing on today's show or yesterday's show that the next two months are the most important two months in Ole Miss athletics history. And part of that is the Jackson Dart stuff and the football program, but also part of it is like Coach Yo and the Sweet 16 and um, Chris Beard hitting the transfer portal and Ole Miss trying to get to a baseball regional so where they don't lose momentum completely um, with what's going on. I think this the next two months are going to be absolutely huge. Now, let's go to Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders, five and a half rushing touchdowns. Wow. Ooh, putting me on the spot for that one, Stephen. I, uh, I'll go under on that one. I just don't know how much playing time he's going to get. Um, so I'm going to say under. There may be some garbage TDs in there. I'm not sure if this is a true QB battle up into, like you mentioned, the Mercer game. Um, I'm going under. Um, I could see him almost having, you know, just – I hate to even say this. I just don't know if we derive a specific package for him. I mean, I just don't really see where he gets five touchdowns unless we're kind of throughout the year running some sort of dual QB facet, which Kiffin is not prone to do at all. Um, So, you know, he likes picking his guy, sticking with him through the year, like we saw with Corral in the six interception game. We all know this. I just don't see – Sanders getting a lot of PT if Dart comes in and wins the job day one. I'm going to go under. On I, I host a Twitter space on Tuesday nights. Everybody that's watching this um, can join that. And we have a bunch of people that hop on and they talk and they give opinions. And we've talked about Jackson Dart. And one of these students that had a class with him said him and his family had a trouble adapting to the amount he was being run last year. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't mm. know what's going on about that. But if that happens in Spencer Sanders, if it is true, we may see a goal line package that Spencer Sanders can use because Zach Jackson Dart did not score but one touchdown in in the in last year. Matt Corral the year before I think scored eight or nine. So yeah. we'll 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 see exactly what this offense runs. I'm 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 very tempted to go under as well. Because I do think the second quarterback is not going to be Spencer Sanders if Jackson Dart wins this job. I think it's going to be Walker Howard, which leads me to this question. Walker Howard, five games played. I'm going under on that, too. I think he gets some PT time in the first couple games of the year, but I'm going under on that as well. I could now that you're mentioning the Sanders stuff, I could see some sort of cool option package. Kiffin starts running something like that. Maybe uh, line Sanders up is almost like a tailback or something creative. I just, I mean, there some sort of trick play scenarios. But five if on going back to your original question, five uh, five rushing touchdowns for Sanders. I'm going under, and for Walker Howard, I'm going under on the five games played. I just. 
I think Dart's the guy. I think especially with Sanders having a banged up or being banged up and having health issues right now, I think every day that goes by is detrimental to him and his progress, therefore puts Dart in a better position to start and continue to start. So I just I think uh, Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders take a very diminished role this year personally. I think Walker Howard actually has a higher role than everybody thinks he's going to take. I don't think – I think he, whenever Ole Miss gets to mop-up time, he is the quarterback that is going to go in, not Spencer Sanders. I think there might be a package for Spencer Sanders, um, but as far as a true backup, it'll be Walker Howard because I do believe in 2024, Walker Howard is going to be the touch um, the quarterback. Jackson Dart will either be in the NFL or he will transfer after this season. Um, but Walker Howard is the guy, in my opinion, for the future. Don't disagree. Hmm. So uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about this. Um, I was I put out a top five list of the top five quarterbacks of all time last week. The Grove Report is doing something in honor of spring practice starting. Who is your favorite quarterback coming through? What is your top five quarterback list, Pratt? Well, if the question is favorite quarterbacks, that may be different than best quarterbacks. Is the question mm -hmm. best quarterbacks, I assume? Let's do best quarterbacks. Okay, best QBs. Um, I would probably, I think you got to start out with a fan favorite in Eli Manning at one. Um, I feel like Eli just kind of set the precedent for everything Ole Miss quarterback related um, in the modern era. Um, two... I don't know who I would put it to. I'd probably maybe Archie's got to be in there somewhere, two or three. Um, you know, just Matt because Cr of notoriety. Probably, yeah. Yeah. May put probably Chad Kelly at two. Got to put Archie Manning probably at three. Uh, just because he really, well, Archie was really the first. And mm. he, without Archie, there is no Eli. So you could even theoretically say that Archie's the most influential player in Ole Miss history, probably. Well, uh, that, yeah, that, that's without a doubt. But uh, that's a different conversation. I agree. I agree. Um, so I'm going to go one, Eli, two, Chad Kelly, three, Archie Manning, four, probably Matt Corral. Um, that may be a little bit recency bias, but – Matt Corral really was a lot of that team. Uh, and then probably five, I, maybe good Bo, bad Bo Wallace, you know. Uh, we had some great years. The beating Bama stuff was awesome with Bo. So I think that's special. You got us some in a place for him. Um, but, yeah, pretty close, something like that. I think Bo ended up with three top ten wins. By the time he was done, three or four top ten wins, and Matt Corral's best win is like sixteenth. So that, those those stats are pretty um, convincing. Then, yeah, I, I'm a big Bo Wallace fan, and I do think that recency bias with Matt and everything, Bo just over the last ten years, they're just kind of they're just doing that thing where they just kind of push him away. And mm -hmm. he just kind of falls out of the mindset. But without Bo Wallace, you don't get um, Robert, Laquan, Di um, um, Laramie. None of those yeah. guys are on Ole Miss's campus because Ole Miss had to win six games 
the year in 2012, whenever they got went to the Birmingham Bowl. That was so important to preach hope. Ole Miss had just dropped a 2-10 and 10 down. So Bo Wallace was responsible for four wins, and more importantly, the talent infusion of that roster was amazing. And by the time it got to 14, I mean, they were just a rolling ball of butcher knives, honestly. And if Laquan wouldn't have got hurt and Bo wouldn't have got hurt, I mean, who knows if they would have won the national championship or not. And people forget how banged mm. up Bo was throughout mm. the duration of that season. He never hung on to it, never made an excuse about it. People also forget how much blame he was the first one to take. I mean, I know uh, he and Freeze had some back and forth sometimes, I feel like, on, um, you know, uh, a few question marks maybe is the best way to put it. But um, I, I, I think Bo was absolutely a um, – somebody I would describe as a stalwart maybe for that team. He mm-hmm. he took all the blame, got very little credit, and uh, he was perfectly fine with it. And that that's probably a definition of a tree leader, you know. Yeah, and, and, and without him taking those bullets, those young guys probably wouldn't have had time to grow up. Don't disagree with that at all. <clears throat> all right, thanks again for making Locked On Ole Miss your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Ole Miss is probably relevant on that show at the moment as well. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. There's also a Locked On Women's College Basketball, in which Coach Yo, I'm sure, is a massive topic at the moment. Anyway, Pratt, thank you very much for stopping by. We'll catch you next week, bud. Sure thing. Thanks, Stephen. See you, man.